what fucking episode we're doing now. What are we doing? Twelve? Twelve. Okay, yeah, twelve. I like twelve. Alright. Um, uh, hello, everyone, and welcome to episode twelve of the RPD Dispatch. Uh, before we begin here, um, I just wanted to address something that happened uh, over the last couple of days. Um, I'm sure as some of you have seen now, uh, Mr. Spencer's been banned from the site, The Horrors Alive. And, um, you know, he hasn't really been on the podcast as of late. So, uh, you know, I don't want to get into too many details with it. Um, but we'll, we'll, I'll give you the basic gist of what's going on. Um, basically there's a, uh, site full of trolls out there that love to cause havoc in the Resident Evil community. I'm not going to promote them here, but, you know, they exist. Uh, I'm sure you've seen their posts sometimes. Um, but basically... I don't know when, but during some time, uh, Mr. Spencer actually joined their website, and, you know, I don't know if, if it was, you know, initially he joined it as a joke or what, but somehow he ended up getting friendly enough with some of them that he began providing them with information, uh, about moderators and when they were online and when they were offline, and they basically used that information in order to spam the site, uh, basically just cause a lot of havoc for the moderators and everything. I'm sure you guys have seen some of the span topics. Like, using the information that he provided, they were able to get on there during, you know, off-time hours when no moderators were there, but... Uh, long story short, um... I ended up finding out over this weekend about it, and, you know, uh, you know, had to ban him for it. Um... It just really, uh kind of screws it to your head when, you know, you've been talking to somebody, you know, on Skype podcast, and you think you know them really well, and honestly, the whole thing's just really demoralized me, you know, I mean, uh, I'm sure most of you know that, you know, or some of you know, I'm not gonna, uh, some of you know that I'm moving to New York soon, and I think this is time, as good a time as any, um, I know some of you have probably seen that uh, my participation in the site really hasn't been uh, what it used to be. Um, so just now I want to sort of announce that I'll be stepping down from the site, uh, effective May 1st. Um, I'm not really sure who's going to be taking it over or if it's even going to be continuing at this point. Um, things have just gotten really demoralizing here. And, you know, you just try to you try to do something cool for the community. You know, you, you pay you know, hundreds of dollars every every year to to try to just get a good community thing going. A couple of assholes come in and ruin it, and uh, you know, it's it just it's just uh, uh, it's just uh, really something that you didn't really expect, especially from people you think you know would be your friends. But um, oh, that John was. What's all this been going on that I've been hearing about? What, what are you doing, you asshole? What? <laughs> We're right in the middle of it. What? You... you had to come right in the middle of it, didn't you? What, I, what do you mean? I, what's going on? I mean, I've, I've just checked the forums now and I've been banned. I don't know what else going on there. What are you I mean... talking about? I sent you the message like three hours ago. Hey, fake ban for the podcast. Oh, yeah. I was wondering about that. I mean, I I couldn't get 
I went on the site before and it said, you know, you've been banned for whatever reason. And I'm like, what the hell's going on here? Like, why have I been banned? Well, and yeah, I told you. I, I, said it's really... I only just, I only just, I only just got your message. I only just got your message. I, really I can't believe that. you ruined it. You didn't. You still you didn't... Oh, well, I've not ruined anything. I've just got back here, and then I thought I'd be banned, and all this garbage is going you're gonna on. Make, like, you're going to make me do that over again? I'm not bothered, Bert, because I'm just, you know. Wait a minute, what are you talking about? I thought he was with the trolls. What the Shut fuck, John? I, I thought, what's no, going on? All right, listen, I'll, it'll, it's very easy to explain, John. Just sum it up in, in a couple words. Go ahead. Well, um... I, I don't know how to put this really, and I apologize to the community for this. It's, this is not directed to the horrors alive. This is directed um, to a certain group. You know who you are, and uh, to that particular group. I, Nordberg. Um, basically, what I have to say to you is, putting it simply, I drink up your milkshake. I drink it up. Long straw. I drink there. it up. And I drink it up your milkshake. Okay, okay. See, I have a. You see, you see, I have a straw. <laughs> and my straw drinks up your milkshake. I drink it up. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. So that's about it. Nobody knows what the hell we're even talking about. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 12 of the RPD Dispatch. I am John, better known as Cal on the Boards. I'm joined by Chris Alzair. I'm also joined by the Selfish Gene. Good afternoon. Mr. Spencer. Alright. Random Wob. Greetings and salutations. Rob McGregor. Hey, how's it going? And Carnival. What about me? <laughs> oh, we did you already say. Just say hello, Chris, or something. Hello? <laughs> Good enough! <laughs> if you don't want to put effort in it, and you don't get none, don't bother me. I'll take you to good place, but if you don't have my favorite thing, come again with it. <laughs> All right. Um. So on today's episode, we're just gonna start off with uh, what you've been playing. So, Gene, I understand you uh, have some games you've been playing. Yeah, I finally bought a uh, Call of Duty Four last week. Which uh, system is this on? A PS3, nothing less. Trade. <laughs> Trade for life. Trade for you- life. Have you been playing the single player, or do you go in a multiplayer? No, it's just the single player campaign so far. Okay, how I far feel are you so sorry that? for you. What does that come? I really didn't like Call of Duty 4. I, uh, the first thing I did when I started it was make sure I got it pumped up to veteran, and I got exposed to what I would call the worst AI I've ever seen in a first-person shooter since, like, I don't know, 1993. You just mean the spawn chambers, then? Yeah, do they still yeah, they- have that? Where if you don't advance past a certain line, then they just... Yeah. Oh infinite spawns until you pass a certain line and you have stuff like enemies like targeting you i mean it's cool that they can shoot through walls and stuff but it's not very cool that they just have this magic player detector that makes them shoot through walls and floors without really having an excuse for knowing that you're there yeah 
No, you're, I'm, I'm only playing on normal mode, so it's not a massive problem. But I mean, even the, the thing you were saying there about the uh, the bullet penetration through like plywood sheets and stuff, it's just it, it kind of got a bit annoying when at some points you were required to use that, and then at other points you'd think because you've been using that technique the whole way through the game that oh this is probably what I have to do to advance and then it's, it was just random that in the single player at certain points wood you couldn't shoot through wood and then at other points you could that was just it seemed like a really half-baked feature that was put in there so it basically trained you on a mechanic and then didn't actually use it throughout the whole thing That's yeah cool. it's like sometimes it's requiring you to use it and then other times you'd think that okay maybe that's what I'm supposed to do here when it's really not like there's a f- I think there's one of the parts in uh, one of the early levels the bog and you're protecting a tank and there's a few guys with RPGs behind some like small like really simple looking plywood sheet and you can't shoot through it and it's like well I've been taught this technique why can't I use it yeah that sounds pretty I, bad Gene I didn't notice but how far abouts are you in Gene I'll finish the first two acts and I'm actually really impressed with the story like the campaign so far so the, the story's well the story's not that great I mean it's pretty simple well, fill but me, just fill the way it's honestly like I've totally avoided Call of Duty 4 like uh the last Call of Duty I played was 2 and I took that well, back so I'm not the story it's this it's really presented well but what you do you you you're sort of two you're a British SAS guy and also an American um Marine oh okay and so at the same, the, the levels you do alternate between. So the SAS is more specialist, whereas a, as the Marine, you're just sort of a ground force. No, but, it, um, it jumps a bit in time, doesn't it? Because like, I believe there was one like uh, Chernobyl mission. Am I wrong? Yeah, I played that yesterday. That's probably my favorite so far. It's yeah, it's really, a, really... It's a flashback level. Ah, okay. Just that level's really good. You actually, as you... Your guy, your sergeant... You play as your sergeant when he was a lieutenant. Oh, yeah, okay. Captain Royce. That's his captain prop. <clears throat> but um, I think the the story is like there's some like fictional country is done and <laughs> they <laughs> the, the dictator gets overthrown and I think the Americans are gonna save the day. It pretty much is summed up by a nuke goes off in Saudi Arabia and then what happens after that like they never name Saudi Arabia but you can tell from the maps basically Call of Duty 4 right is is the response to all those naysayers in the liberal media who said oh there's no need to go to war in Iraq they don't have nuclear weapons they don't have weapons of mass destruction ah one just went off so they were wrong snap (laughs) that was the reason why I went to war in Iraq because All right, then. But, but, um, I'll just say what, what has impressed me. The country has stuff. lots of sand. They're they're evil. All right, you <laughs> need to stop interrupting people. Let people talk. Gene has the floor. Go, Gene. I was just going to say what um what's really impressed me so far is the way they deliver the story. In before missions and things, there's really really slick production values before you get dropped in and you get your briefing and stuff, and it looks really really impressive. Is it but there's game? parts. Like, is it no, game it's not. Or... Okay, CG. Okay. No, it's not. But it's not CG. It's sort of... It's hard to describe. You don't see... It's narrated by the characters. But it's got, like, you know, Battlefield map and... You oh, see okay. cards. I still think the, the mission introductions are much better in uh, World at War. I haven't played that yet. 
I'm gonna wait wait till it's forty bucks and then I'll buy it. World at War had the best intro sequences with like the world maps and then video uh, archive footage of Hitler doing a speech. It's great. Well, Call of Duty Four is about two, three years old now, and I guess like I know for a fact now that we're yarging that there is a kind of one area where I thought the game was really. I don't know, I just thought it was very well done. So, can we call spoilers in this or something? Or should we? I think we're well beyond the... Oh, two. Yeah, it's yeah, two. Yeah. Um, no, no, I'll just quickly well, say not, what not I Not the like. ending, just um, one of the parts, the kind of the end of the American campaign. I take it you've done that part? Yeah, yeah. yeah I've done that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, go but, ahead then. Yeah, well, basically, you're in, the heli- you're in a helicopter trying to get out of Saudi Arabia when the nuke goes off, and it's pretty much you play as like the last dying breaths of the American Marine crawling out of the helicopter and into the, like the irradiated. That, that bit was great. I thought that was fantastic. Yeah. Like you, 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 you climb out of the helicopter, you drop to the ground, you look up and there's like a children's playground. There's like nucleus winter everywhere. Wait, so the guy swing. you're playing as just dies. Well, yeah, yeah, we're yeah. playing as two guys. And there's just red skies. Everywhere's oh, wow. destroyed. There's a nuclear you know, mushroom cloud in the distance. There's a children's park nearby. Just a swing, just rocking slow. And you can hear like the sound of children playing in the background. It's, it's I like, mean, you know, the thing is, like, I'd, I'd like to play this, but just the fact that it's Call of Duty, like Karn brought up, just the mechanics behind it, like, like the, you know, oh, you got to cross this line or else they won't just, they won't stop coming. That just totally turns me off on that kind of a thing. Well, veteran mode was story. yeah, veteran mode was very, very badly done for the spawn chambers, and not only that, but the linearity of the levels where if you go off the beat, like the the main path, a car will explode. Constantly. Oh yeah, I've seen Sean Elliott. I think made a video of that. Yeah, that kind of stuff. Where if you stray off in the path that they want you to go, they'll just Sean like, Elliott. Sean. No. I was thinking because he's like an actor. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I, are you drunk? But basically, the, the the point I'm trying to make is like I've played, like I started playing the very first like Medal of Honor on Quake Three engine. So like all this stuff, by the time Call of Duty Two rolled around, I just had enough of it. You know, I couldn't stomach any more of it. So I haven't really gotten into Call of Duty. Maybe I will one day. But where's your patriotism, man? The Medal of Honor and PlayStation One were much better. You could play Airborne and be Boyd Travers, the all American American super American hero. <laughs> uh, it's bullshit. It's all about Jimmy Patterson. He was a man of action. Yes. yes. All right. All right. Let's cut it down here. Gene, uh, on, do you have on. anything else? Yeah, I was just going to say with the nuke thing, where like you just control this guy in his last breaths. The the pr- presentation there, and there's another part where. You you actually play as the disposed dictator. Yes. So you, you, it's an on rails part. So you're just getting dragged through the streets, it's, it's, punched it's, in the face, and thrown in the um, It's oh, basically a uh, a Saddam Hussein simulator <laughs> being driven to be hanged. You know it's. And so you you're thrown in the back of this car, and the guy in the passenger seat points the gun at you, and you're you're you could look around the car, and you see. Well, the rebels are overthrowing the city, so they're lining up people and you know shooting them against the wall and um, you know killing innocents and burning stuff. And then at the end, you're taken out, tied to a stake, and shot in the face, which is very confronting. 
but especially in first person, it's pretty. Yeah, it is. Actually, the game. the the intro scene there, I really liked the way they did it with the whole thing. But for some reason, I found it kind of stupid the way it was presented when you later see it like on televisions and stuff in the game. You can like see the bit like execution part of it, and for some reason they only show like the guy shooting, but not the guy getting shot. It it's kind of like what should I say? Really strange type of censorship or something. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's a war game. You go around shooting people, but we're not going to show this execution because that would be bad. <laughs> okay. I think I think you meant to know what happens because you know you played that other role. Oh yeah, but, but yeah, of course. The but way it's the really game, strange. the way the game presents the story like that, it sort of it really sort of gets a response out of you that otherwise just don't do it. Especially the nuke thing. It's a really strong sort of anti-nuclear message in it where it was you know delivered via a video game I thought it was just really interesting I didn't really get that impression myself I Didn't played it, a nu- I think I, with I, the children I, I, sounds I, the children I played, is I mean I played the nuclear up. session bit and I was my first reaction wasn't oh my god this is awful I mean these kids were here and they're all dead and this is anti-nuclear that wasn't my reaction my first reaction was oh my god I'm playing that scene from Terminator 2 <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, I, expected, I, I, expected I don't know if that was the Linda Hamilton, intention. you know, gripping the fence, going, no, you know. And... All right, all right. Well, Gene, reel it back, please, Gene. Let's go to the next game. Uh, hang on. Have I finished talking about that? Oh, I was just going to quickly say, it's like a, a shooter, basically, but the missions are really, really varied in what you've got to do. Some are infiltration, assassination. Some are just out-and-out war. There's another one of the missions I just played. You have to... Um, stop a uh, a convoy and then one of the guy the guy you after he gets out and sprints and so it becomes a chase and so even within sort of the shooter genre the missions are really really varied and it doesn't get at least so far into it really doesn't feel stale at all you've done the uh, the gunship level haven't you also by now which uh, the that was the last one i did just where um the death from above you chase the sun where you chase the guy's son no, the one where you're in the uh, the gunship, like the black and white, shooting down. Oh, yeah, I couldn't have hated that. Yeah, that's eerily close to real life. Uh, AC-31 gunships, like, footage, if you watch that on YouTube, it's eerily close. Fly many of those, do you? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, um, have you played multiplayer on it yet? No, not yet. I see. You <laughs> 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 sound like a fucking sick... I see. Well, let's just get your file here. Okay, I see that you're playing Call of Duty 4. I see what you did there! Okay, okay. Oh, God. Okay, Gene, next game. Go. Yeah, um, Dota. I don't know if anyone knows what that is. It's a Warcraft 3 custom level mod thing. It's pretty awesome. The Ancients. Defense. Defense of the Ancients. Oh! (laughs) What's this you've been playing? Base under the game. Hey? Give it a, give us a quick breakdown of what this is, because I only know okay. a little bit about it. So in Warcraft 3, they introduced heroes and armies, and oh, no. yes. it was pretty oh. shit. And yeah. so what they did in Dota, they just took all the armies out, and you control one hero with four spells, and so it's much easier. There's about, I think, 90 heroes to choose. Is this... Wait, the sun kind of sounds a bit Diablo-y. No, well, not really. Well, you're but one you, you... guy clicking around from an overhead view. Yeah. But you've got um, you've got 
So it's five versus five, and you have to push your team into their base, and they're trying to push into yours, and okay. you just have to kill their base to win. How's that treating you? It, it's very, very fun. So you, you have to kill their base to win? Yes. In so general, RTS-ness. Do they keep base building? But it's not, it's not really RTS. They, no, they can't build the base. They just have to defend. Oh, okay. You have to defend. They can't, but they have to defend their base. They can't build anything. And they, you can buy items for your heroes, which gives you spells and compliments and things like that. So what? Do you just have to hang around your base, make sure nobody comes to get it, and like hope that that guy and attack this? You okay. have to attack this too. Is there any kind of defense it's, things you could set up? Like, is you have um, turrets, three turrets in each. There's okay. there's actually like three lanes, three channels that you stay in, and mm-hmm. you have neutral creeps that spawn and push for you so you stay with them so it's, basically, so it's five, five versus five competitive so it's it's basically just like a very simplified version of Warcraft 3 does it does it now does it um do matches last a lot very long doesn't seem like they would between 30 and 60 minutes oh okay on so average it's quite you, you level up about 25 levels you know you can level 25 levels now is this a free uh mod yeah it's t- Totally free. It's just a custom map, so you just download the maps like oh, three okay. or four meg, and then away you go. Cool. Yeah, so I think it's, it's I think it's actually more popular than Warcraft three now. Yeah, I've, I've been hearing a lot about it, but I didn't really know the specifics about it. The thing it. is, it's got a really steep learning curve because, as I said, there's ninety heroes, and you get one. Oh wow! And you have four teammates, and it's five versus five, so you have to know what your hero can do and what the other five guys can do to you now, as wait. well. Ninety heroes. This I don't recall there being that many in Warcraft Three. I didn't. I honestly because like, it's a custom them. level. They can what they can do with the Warcraft level. It is really amazing. But even those hero bases, they can turn just any of the little units into a hero. Oh, okay, okay. And then give them spells, and they even make their own spells that aren't even in Warcraft Three. and Do some crazy stuff. Gotcha. That he- that hero system sounds like. Basically, a simplified probably what they were using in Dawn of War 2. Like the way they've handled troops, it sounds like an expanded version of what you're really saying with Dota there. So, I wouldn't actually mind going back and checking that out. Okay, um, who's up next? John, didn't you have something? Uh, yeah, I've been, uh, well, I've been playing um, Little Big Planet on the PS3. Ray for life. <laughs> Ray for life. How is the uh, support on that? Is that still, um, you know, lots of good levels coming out, or? Uh, well, I'd say the uh, the production values of many levels rival that of Phoenix Games. <laughs> I think Steven will know what those are. What's, uh, what's Phoenix Games? They're awesome. Well, I kind of it's like a joystick article on joystick, and I and they said, uh, "Oh, little big planet." Most levels are they're like a Phoenix Games production value. So, what's what's Phoenix Games? So, I did some research, and Steven, you you can put it best. You can. They're the creator of uh, great original titles such as Barry Hatter. Oh God. <laughs> Basically, the kind get... of games you can get in like garages and rest stops. <laughs> Did they not get sued for that? Dalmatians Three. Um, what was it again? Son of the Lion King. <laughs> I think it was. Whoa. I think it was uh, the Lion of the King or whatever. The King of the Lion. Yeah. Or 
The king and the lion. Yeah, yeah that sounds about right. Awesome. Yeah, they're producers of high quality awesome. Animal World Soccer. That one's fantastic. Yeah, it has the best cover ever. There's totally no sexual innuendo on that one. <laughs> You're gonna have to link to this link to this stuff on the topic. Are they also some blokes some, some blokes uploaded like all the cuts all the cutscenes? It's like basically the cutscenes consist of artwork that's really poorly drawn. I'm and pretty sure that that danger to it's infernal monkey if anyone wants to go on youtube and look it up but it's like he like his favorite game being white van racer which is <laughs> wait a minute <laughs> white van racer seriously oh yes they've combined like the like you know international pedophile like van into a racing simulator they truly are fantastic developers. Actually, white vans aren't seen like that. They're not seen as pedophile wagons. They're seen as something in a much more negative light. You know, the, the vehicle of choice for crooks and swindlers. Wait, now, also, are these the same people who did, like, taxi, London Taxi Driver or something along those no, lines? No, 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 no. London Racers was not by Phoenix. Also, you shouldn't mix the white wagons with pedophiles in Europe. We have basements for that kind of stuff. Gene knows. And Rob, wait, was he from New Zealand or Australia? Be like Rob is from New Zealand. No, you fucker, Joseph Fritzl. Oh, Joseph Fritzl is German, isn't he? Was he? He's from Austria. Oh, was that Austria? Fuck. Everyone's in Austria these days. No he's like, joke. He's like motherfucking Metal Gear Solid man. <laughs> Just give him the snake eye. All right, all right, all right. Let's reel this back in here. Um, uh, Rob, did you say you had some stuff that you were playing? Uh, or? Oh, oh, I've played recently as, as uh, Silent Hill Homecoming, and uh, I think you guys pretty much covered it last time, but... I'd like I to mean, hear your just general thoughts on it, though. Like, what do you think? Where are you? In I, I've I've reached. I assume that it's not going to matter where I where I say I'm up to, but I've just reached Silent Hill. I've arrived at the prison area. Okay. And and I I've struggled. I've had to push myself to get that far. Like, I've really struggled to even care about the game. To be quite honest. Like in what way? Gameplay or uh, a bit of everything, really. The the um the gameplay itself is just. I can see what they're trying to do to fix the problem, like, like what they consider problems with the combat, but at the same yeah. time, they've made problems with the combat as well. Um, like, it's this whole idea of, you know, avoiding confrontation and hitting, you know, get around the duck and get around the back of them and attack them from the back, but most of the time, they're just, you duck and then you still get hit anyway, and it's just, it's atrocious. And yeah. Aside from that, just trying to link everything into the movie. As soon as I got to the Silent Hill bit, and there's guys with freaking miners with gas masks, and, um, and I was just like, okay. I was able to take the, the peel, peeling paint effect, and I was able to be okay with the barb, the razor wire in places, but this is getting a bit ridiculous. And then once you get to the actual streets, and it's it's this ash falling from the sky, and there's burning holes in the ground. I'm like, okay, you guys completely missed the point. But it's cool. It looks cool. <laughs> Would you rather nurses with lumps on their backs? 
I I like the original. I I I think they missed the point, and I I, I can't really say because I mean obviously we're going to talk about uh, this shattered memories later on, and that's a completely different thing again. That they're changing that up, but I mean. I kind of like having the movie universe being the movie universe and the game universe being the game universe and crossing the two. It's stupid because they've tried to, they've tried to make it fit in. Like they actually talk about stuff that was related to the other games. Yet all of a sudden, none of the stuff that's being shown really starts to fit. Yeah. It's like back back when Silent Hill Two was made, they made so many changes to it, and it was that was the cool thing. It was it was an independent and different game from the first, but it still had unifying themes, and those themes have stayed consistent through four of those five games. And once you get to the fifth game, it's like we want you to understand that this is part of that same series, but at the same time, it's completely different. And it's like they well, can't have one or the other. They, they've 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 fucked it up. Well, I don't know about four really sticking to the theme. That was quite different. Well, I mean, visually, visually though, there's still the the same. The, I mean, obviously, plot wise, it tells it tells you there's connections, obviously, with um, James's father being the superintendent of the building and stuff like that. It's so obviously a connection to that same yeah. universe. But a lot of the environment uh, concepts outside of it are still in that same. And, and the, obviously, the whole murder connection thing that's also referenced to Silent Hill Two as well. The like Sentinel Four was basically the, the entire story is one big backstory of the Order, which now like Origins and Homecoming are giving another complete backstory to yeah. the Order, and it's kind of like, well, which do we believe? Well, because it was already, I mean, there was like a setup in three, like it, it was one of those things where you started to understand it, and three you went to the the church and and so forth, and then four you gave a lot more of that description, and now. Yeah, it's like it's what I mean. Like I could completely be fine with Silent Hill: Homecoming if it was just like, "Hey, this is Silent Hill as we envisioned it," and it's completely independent of all the other games that have come out. But they've tried to link it into the other ones, and because of that, it's why I'm struggling so much with it. Well, was Origins not just like the sort of like um, the past of the Order, and then like you know, Homecoming is basically what the Order is today? If we're to follow the original Silent Hill, Origins should not have been able to happen, but. Let's not get into that. Yeah, there's pretty much. Silent Hill proves that that the first game was the first time that any other world shit had happened. Guess what, motherfucker? Shattered memories. Bam. <laughs> Day one. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I mean, the thing is, there's, there's things about the game that I am that that I'm enjoying, but for the most part, it's, it's been a struggle, and I haven't enjoyed it as much. I didn't like four either, to be fair. Um, but I mean, I, no, actually, I, I don't know. I couldn't say that I'd play it over Homecoming either. But I am really struggling to push myself through the last bit of the game. I'm just like, uh, I'll get to it. I'll get to it. I'll get to it. It yeah. just seems like so much are Go on. Oh no, no, continue, sorry. No, it's just, it just seems like some of the things in it are so forced to try and be like, oh, we're as fucked up and creepy as the, the old games. Oh, there's a reason for all this. And- hey guys, remember Pyramid Head? Look! He's yeah, scary, man. ain't he? That, that's it exactly. I mean, I, I was I said uh, on the on the forums, it, it's it's like a greatest hits collection. It's like it's grabbed <laughs> bits that you that you remember really well, and they try to 
force it all in there and they're like oh but you're right it's a development issues they're like oh we want it to feel like you know how silent hill 2 was and his emotional depth and blah 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 and it's just like but you guys completely missed the most important part of silent hill 2 which was that it was an original concept at the time like it came together as something completely different from the first game it separated itself from the original oh. and um and they haven't done that. They've just copied all the little bits of other ga- of the other games that worked really well, meshed them together, and then tied it together with the film. <laughs> that they just put that together and tried to sell it as a package. And it's not surprising that it's sold absolutely horribly. It's done piss poor sales because it was poorly marketed, poorly released, and it's a poor game. It really is that bad. Some some guy on NeoGaf posted like the you know life to date sales of all the series, and it's been a steady downhill. You know. Then the, the the entire series has continually gotten worse. And uh, at last I looked was the the two versions of Homecoming on PS3 and, and 360 in the United States had sold roughly the amount of Origins on the PSP alone. Oh. That's not including the PS2. So it's Yikes. that's pretty bad. How, is there any Japan numbers? Like how does do we know if Japan responded well to it or? I knowing the ser- knowing the series as it is in Japan, probably not anyway. I mean, Silent Hill Two even for, is the biggest seller of the series, mm. so far better in the US and in Europe. Europe it's sold ridiculously uh, compared to Japan. It's never been a huge huge seller in Japan. You got to wonder, like, what happened to you know all the fans that were like? It think- seems to me like it's just they seem to keep telling the same story over and over without really explaining. Stuff. I th- I think oh, three burnt a lot of people out because um, three still sold relatively quite well. Not as good as two, but I mean, by the time people, the people who bought two, bought it on a lot of recommendation, then I would assume there'll be a lot of people out there who didn't like it yeah. as well. We don't hear from them; it doesn't seem to be a big thing. But I get the feeling, considering the number of sales and the drop off between that and three, it's it's one of those successful sequels kind of stories. You know, um, there's so many people that play that one, and then they're kind of like, or people tell them to play it, and and they play it and they go, oh, it was alright, but it wasn't great, and if they don't buy the next one in the series, um, and so. I think that's three kind of was like, oh, okay. And it connected to one and people were like, oh, oh, that's kind of ruining Silent Hill for me. And so they didn't play four or they heard about four and was like, I'm not going to touch that. And and and, no, and Origins was released to PSP and that's limiting itself in some ways as well. And then I guess after that, after all the other games, no one was really wanting to give home, Homecoming a try. Maybe as, as well, the fans kind of thinking it's made in the US. It's not going to be good. And that was the same battle that Origins had as well, is that people were like, it's not made in-house at Konami, it's been outsourced, it's probably not going to be very good. Yeah, and, and to be fair, I had that, I had that same, same uh, you know, I was apprehension about it as well. Yeah. Um, I mean, three, and that's the thing, is it's, it's a sad fact, three, I've I replayed Silent Hill 2 and 3 real recently, and they still, in a lot of textures, look better than Homecoming, which is a really sad fact. Like, it, the characters especially are just... They're far more detailed. They're far more emotive than the ones in Homecoming, and, and I guess that's causing a bit of a struggle as well to even have any connection whatsoever to um, to uh, to the characters as well. well uh, the, yes, I can do. Well, the entire team, like speaking on like like the the team silent, that's been dissolved now, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, there's only a couple of staff members still at Konami at all. And most of them have gone off and joined other teams or left the company and gone on to do their own projects. Some of them are freelance doing 
whatever. I, 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 it, it, it hasn't really existed since two, to be fair. Like a lot of them left after two. Yeah, I hate to say, and it, the rest left after three. Does it seem like this could just pretty much be the end of the series since the sales are tanking so much? Like well, could shattered, did, uh, could shattered I, memories be the last thing like that they're holding I, on? I think I think Konami made a bad decision on releasing arcade title and like phone titles and dissolving a lot of the franchise. Yeah. Um, but I, I was quite surprised. Like, I, I mean, they were talking about this remake, and I was like, oh, well, it kind of seems like an idea if it's going to be cheap for them to remake the original game. And what I'm thinking remake is a, is a remake. Remake, it's not what Shattered Memories is. Um, yeah. And so for them to come out and say, this is what we're actually doing with it, it shows that they're probably putting a bit of money into it, and they're hoping that this will kind of relaunch the series. And, and I guess putting it on the Wii especially is kind of... It's, it's definitely a good chance of doing it because it's going to introduce it to a bunch of people who've never played a Silent Hill title before, and it's going to be a kind of a different game. So, uh, I think I think they're kind of looking towards look, the sales have dropped off, but we still want to make something out of this. So let's try something different with it. Yeah, yeah I think this is kind of like the last ditch attempt to like let's give the series one last proper try before really we rein it in because. It's just a home, my main problem with Homecoming was it felt like a game based on the film, based on the game. Like they wanted to cater to the the old fans who are like you know pretty hardcore about the series, but also at the same time trying to cater to the people who, oh you know we saw the film, we heard there's a game of this, I want to pick it up. So it's they were really trying to strike that balance, and it just was really failing horribly. Yeah, which is again goes back to why I would have been completely happy with all the movie elements had the game just been the games as it was and it wasn't you know expected to be tied into the rest of the series because I can go well it doesn't have a number attached to it it's it's you know it's a different series and I would have been happy if they made sequels based on that as well. What but was the deal? Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, no, uh, but that's the thing. I, I, I think it was a, a case where if it had been completely new series, and, which is what they're technically doing with Shattered Memories, it seems, um, I'm okay with that. But instead, they tried to link it in with, with the other four games. What was the deal with that? Because up until like fairly close to launch, I think they had it was numbered, was it not? A lot of no, it, it, when it was when it was first announced that it was announced as Silent Hill 5 or Silent Hill V uh, under a numeral and then that was dropped as soon as Homecoming was announced they dropped the number yeah I think that a lot of people suspected that was something like a lack of confidence from Konami which saying the final title like as horrible as to say like there is some nice things there but it kind of shows that Konami probably thought you know it might be better distances kind of from the series not this is uh, I mean the movie thing well, I was going to say the movie thing obviously lies into the fact that they've they've got a specific kind of logo for the yeah for, for that reaches over onto that, and they've changed it, tried to change it up every time. And it's and I guess it's one of those ideas where they've tried to say it's just, it's just a horrible thing because they've tried to say every game in the series is kind of independent of its of itself to a degree by kind of changing up the style, changing up the character, changing up the logo. But at the same time, they've managed to try and tie things together in in both themes and uh, character links. Um, but may, may be very subtle or you know very slight, but it, sometimes it's very blatant. Um, but that's the problem. I think Homecoming. I would have been able to sit with it a bit more if it had been entirely different. Um, yeah, I think I've I've said enough. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we'll talk a bit more about Silent Hill series in general, I think, once we get back to the uh, Shadow Memories talk. But 
The um, only other thing I was going to say, the only other thing I've been playing is I picked up Burnout Paradise again um, because I got really annoyed because there was the, they added the trophy support, but you can't get it retroactive. Um, I, I, I went and put put it in, and I forgot I'd forgotten about it, and I passed one of the um, you hit so many barriers and you get a trophy, and I was looking at my trophy list and it. I'd missed one of the ones earlier on because I'd already passed that level. So I got really pissed off. I was just like, ah, oh, this is really annoying. So I went on, I went onto Criterion's website and sent them a, like an email. I wasn't really angry or anything. I was just like, I can't understand. Like I read the FAQ and they've got a thing about how they can't add retroactive trophy support because Sony, something to do with Sony and whatnot. And they decided not to do it. Yeah. Um, Send them an email just going, okay, I can understand you know, not getting a trophy with a specific achievement, but why the hell can I not get a previous trophy for something that I've obviously achieved when I get a trophy that's new? <laughs> and just say, look, I, th- I love the game. It's great. I, it's awesome that you guys are still supporting it because they are. They're throwing so much content out there. They've got a yeah. new island map and, and stuff like that. Uh, it's probably one of the best supported games recently just for the amount of content. Um, Rockstar's copying them with um, Midnight Club as well they're, they're doing the same thing car packs and stuff and i think they'll support it in the long run like burnout has been but um they sent me a reply back they said on the on the page that they don't you know they don't reply because they get so many emails and they don't normally but i think it was because i i, I sent them you know three paragraphs and was relatively nice about it and said you know <laughs> I, I love your series but it this pisses me off <laughs> and they actually sent me a reply back just saying yeah sorry you know it's great that you enjoy the series and thanks for your support but yeah it's a shame we can't do it it's just not a possibility we we suggest this and what they suggest instead is that you um start a new save file achieve this minor achievements that you need and then just go back to the original because you still as long as you're under the same profile the achievement still unlocks so oh, okay. um so that's kind of fixed my problem but I, I, <laughs> it, it was it was really nice to get an email back and I, and so it's made me kind of want to pick up burnout again and, and it's also good that um the ps3 version now supports custom soundtracks as well which i'd completely oh, forgot finally about. jeez yeah when i um, bought that yeah. it, it was it was added a couple of updates ago and oh, okay. uh and I, I was, I was like, great, so I can finally do that because I don't. The soundtrack on there isn't that bad, aside from the fact they've got Avril Lavigne on there, um, which I immediately switched off. Um, hey, hey, you. <laughs> and um, oh, the demo. And so, yeah, God. Um, so, so I've been able to, I've been able to put my own music on, which has been a, a good change. So I've been playing a bit lately. That, that's 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 about it. I just needed to say that about the email. I thought it was hilarious. All right, let me cut in here with before we go to Karn. Um, Karn just linked me. Actually, there's a to further add confusion here. Resident Evil Archives is being released for the Wii. This is Resident Evil and Resident Evil Zero Wii Edition at twenty nine ninety nine at the end of June. I guess that's the US version because at least play.com has both listed separately like Zero and Remake for was it £16.99 or £17.99 or something each at least budget price that's a good price that's for for two games in the way that's especially games of their size they were practically full price in Japan like $40 I think each yeah they were uh, one of the thing I do wonder, things I do wonder about with the U.S. versions and European versions, I should have asked about that while I was out. I should probably try to mail out about it or something. But the Japanese versions only remake had like the Wiimote only controls and the like widescreen aspect ratio fix. 
Zero did not have those. And I kind of like hope the US and or European versions have that. We'll have to see about that. But um, to get on with what you've been playing, Karn, we'll go to you. You can talk a bit about what you did this past week. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. I, it, it was something that kind of came out of nowhere. And it's basically all thanks to James. He kind of gave me a little bit of a heads up on something and he sent out some messages for me, told me to send out a mail just to like get something confirmed and, and he got you some great cocaine exactly I got some of that good stuff now what uh, it was like a little event that I got invited to in London so I ha- found myself jumping on a plane early in the morning and flying back the same evening why like, Karn like what company would you possibly go to I don't know does it uh, I think I've seen their names on the forums before I've, I think people like to call them Crapcom wow you got to go to Capcom Capcom Europe baby Okay, let's yeah, okay. knock this shit off, but go ahead. Yeah, let's knock that shit off and cut it out. <laughs> go ahead. But, yeah, I got to visit Capcom Europe for a first-to-play event for Bionic Commando, where I basically got to stick around the entire day. They were actually going to have, like, four sessions of hands-on with the game, and since I came all the way from Norway, they let me stick around for an entire day. Cool instead of like for just half a day and I must say I'm mighty impressed with the game and I really had a blast playing it I both got to try out the single player and the multiplayer and it was just a lot of fun what was the multiplayer type setup how many people like was it all people from that room that were playing with you or was it yeah we, we had like a setup with eight people and eight screens basically in the same room and they were mostly people from the Capcom Europe forums and I think there were like a couple of other guys dropping by. I think one of them was like some level designer who was a friend of one of the staff at Capcom Europe Mm. and we got like play pretty much every single game mode and every single map and I just don't know where to start, more or less. I was in gaming heaven. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's start with the multiplayer now, because I know Crispy had played a couple uh, maps. What kind of environments are the maps? Like, uh, is there any jungle ones? Uh, I mean, anyone who's followed the trailers have probably seen every like type of arena you have the multiplayer map seems to be like what should I say miniatures of locations in the game okay and even though I say miniatures that doesn't mean they're really small it just means that they're more closed off versions of areas that are in the main story mode because some of the maps were really huge and I I don't know really where to start more or less I mean we had I think we had three different game modes, basically, like team, regular deathmatch, and capture the flag. And it, it, 
I don't, I'm not sure if we had different stages for each mode or if we just like had specific stages that we kind of like ended up trying for each mode because they were best suited for it or not. But I, I must say I've never been a fan of Capture the Flag until I tried it in Bionic Commando. It was now, really fun playing Capture the Flag in that one. Is it some kind of weird thing like a, a human arm or something you're trying to capture or something? No, 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 no. It's basically just the typical get get to the opponent's base, grab their flag, and bring it back to your base. But if your flag is taken, you can't return theirs. You kind of like have to get yours back first before oh, you can okay. claim a point for theirs. And when you have like four people on each side swinging around, it's just absolutely fantastic and awesome because it's just like. <laughs> Not the way you normally play these types of games. You don't move around like that normally. Now, I have a question about the single player. It seems like some games kind of really rely on the, like, not to just, you know, slander it, but gimmick of whatever that certain game might be. And certainly this one's obviously the arm, like, you know, the swing and being able to toss shit at them and stuff like that. Now, is that like the kind of primary attack you would use in single player, or do you find no. that the weapons also play a big part? No, I would say you probably end up using a mix of it, because you, you have the arm, which acts as your more or less basic means of transportation mm-hmm. when you move around. And on top of the arm, you have various types of guns and grenades. And you also have a set of melee attacks that you can kind of like mix between. And these are not only the ones you have with the arms, such as grabbing enemies and tossing them and stuff like that. You have stuff like punches and kicks where you kind of can like start doing combos and things like that. And you have a lot of like, there seems like there's at least a lot of like contextual based moves. Like if you start meleeing someone who's on some sort of edge, they will lose their balance and you will get like, various contextual things like kicking them off the edge and things like that okay now is that like you know press this button a whole bunch no, of times no you, you don't have QT like things flashing on your screen okay. but at least in the the version we were playing I don't know if this will be in the final or not you always had like this little what should I say controller pad thingy up in the upper right hand corner showing like the face buttons of your controller and their functionality you think it might have been like a tutorial type? Yeah, they, they might have put it there as some sort of tutorial-like yeah. thing. And it, you had some nice things. You also had like a proper tutorial in the game when you get the arm. Because you start without the arm and then you get it shortly after. After you basically learn the base, basics of the gunplay. Do they have you fight anybody when you don't have the arm? Yeah, you do some basic run and gun, more or less. Now what exactly does he have there? Cause is it just a stump? Or... Uh, I don't know what to call it. I guess the word would be socket. Oh. It kind of like has this huge, like, metallic piece covering the side of his body where the arm would kind of like slot in and connect to. Now, what's the deal with that? Because in the first game, didn't he... He had an actual arm. He just put his arm inside this robotic thing, am I right? Yeah, well, in the original arcade game and the NES game and stuff, you didn't really like have an entire bionic arm. You kind of like had this clip-on thing, at least Mm. according to the concept art and more or less the pixel art, it seemed like you kind of like had this 
thing that clipped on your arm that shot out a wire, but in Bionic Commander Rearmed on the Xbox Live Arcade, PlayStation Network, and PC, you have, like, basically a full bionic arm. He lost his arm in a grenade accident, apparently. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, now, one question I have, like, in single-player more than multiplayer, because, you know, single-player is obviously a lot larger in scope, and you're able to do a lot more different stuff. Um, uh, one question I have about it is, like, can you ever jump off a building and be like, oh, shit, you know, there's nothing to grab on, I just died? Is there any, uh, any moments yes. like that? Yes, you have things like that. There are, like, like, zones of radiation in the game, thanks to the fact that someone basically blew up the entire town you're in. <laughs> and these zones of radiation, you will die if you're exposed to them over a longer amount of like an extended amount of time and you cannot attach your arm to a surface that is exposed to radiation so if you're in such a zone you have to find like somewhere outside of it and drag yourself out of it or run out of it and you also have water you can't swim thanks to your arm and boots so if you fall into water you will drown unless you manage to get yourself out of it quickly right what's the cue for like the radiation like that is there a visual hint or um at least in the the version we played there was like this blue tint on a lot of the zones that had like this radiation thing going but when you enter the zone with radiation you would get it like this nuclear icon kind of like popping up on the screen and would become more and more visible Uh. as you kind of like ventured further into the danger zone (laughs) so does the game kind of funnel you into like a sort of a linear type you know I I hate to say linear because it seems like it's a lot open but is it more linear than it's I don't know how to like describe it 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 is kind of open but it's still somewhat linear you basically go from point A to B all the time okay so it's like a guided path sort of deal. Yeah, you kind of like have the starting point and the ending point, but you have a lot of freedom in getting there. It seems like like the, the first area you I got to swing in, everything was pretty much linear, like down the street and then you take to the right down this street and then you basically just follow the broken railway all the way. Gotcha. But as I kind of like got a bit further, I suddenly had like much more huge open areas. I could basically go like left, right, up, down. Uh, I had like the entire world in front of me and was able to make my own choices as for where I wanted to go. Yeah. As long as like I ended up on the right spot. When I was playing Rearmed, it seemed like you never really had a point where it's like, oh no, I can't can't grapple onto anything, you know, I'm going to die. Because you always had that, you know, that ceiling since it's 2.5D game. You always had that reliable ceiling that yeah. you usually clasp to. Now, with this, like, if you're actually on the guided path, is there, like, a lot of objects you could actually grab onto? Because the thing I'd be worried is, you know, I'm swinging off a building, you know, I want that, as Ben Judd says, you know, that you know, that feeling of motion, that constant motion where you're just going from, you know, piece to piece to piece to piece. Is there any any point where, like, you know, you might, like, even though you're on the path, the correct path, you'll, you'll miss a you know, a swing or and just die? Um, I did encounter one area where I would say I had a bit too many perfect swings. <laughs> so I kind of like gained a bit too much momentum. So I 
got a bit too far and kind of missed one of the swing spots. <laughs> now, how difficult is that? Because it seems like actually this this the swing mechanics were really easy to get a hold of, like get a hang of. Uh, I was actually really pleasantly surprised by that because all the previews for the game were like, "Oh, the controls are so difficult. I I can't seem to get a hang of it." Yeah. But like, I I don't remember which one of the guys were at the event said it, but crispy. So, no, 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 no. Who were at the same event? That's oh, I. Okay. Someone from Capcom basically like gave a very good description of how to like learn the swing mechanics if you've ever been on like a swing as a child swinging back and forth have you ever like jumped off it in motion yeah yeah if you like where would you jump off the swing like at what point would you jump off of it well right at the apex yeah like you want to get as far forward as possible yeah so yeah so if you if you've done that you know when to release the hook Okay, so it's basically just uh, all right. Yeah, I think I already can, uh, you know, visualize that analogy. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing difficult about it, and you, like, you have this tutorial section where you get a really good, like, basically introduction to everything, even like a bunch of combat moves that you do not get access to early in the game, but you have to learn them later or well remember them. So. One of the things I also wanted to touch on was sort of the difficulty. Obviously, it's like a guided demo, and that they'll probably have the difficulty turned down, but the thing I found in Rearmed was it was a very punishing game for people who wanted to be like, ooh, I need to collect absolutely everything in this level, even though I probably don't have the tools to do that. So it pretty much wore me down after the, the third zone. So... Tell me, how is the game's difficulty like? Is it well? First of all, about rearmed, you should have probably knocked it down to easy then, so you could have gotten <laughs> those help aid blocks all over the place. But um, in Bionic Commando, the 3D game, when we started it, this wasn't a demo really. It was pretty much the full game okay. that we got to play around with. And uh, we had three difficulty levels that we could select normal, hard, and commando. <laughs> and I honestly didn't know what to expect from commando. And I saw some people try out normal, and I saw that, like, yeah, they were doing pretty fine. And some of them were definitively, like, non gamers, to put it one way. Yeah. Well, casual gamers. And so I decided I would go for hard. And I did meet some. What should I say? Resistance. <laughs> I did find myself getting killed a couple of times here and there, mostly because I was a bit reckless and somewhat like eager to just swing around like a complete moron all over the place. <laughs> like, look at me! I've got a bionic arm. I can be over there, and next second I can be over there. I'm so <laughs> awesome! Oh, now I'm dead. Thanks. Uh, that brings up a, a question too: the dying system. Like, where does it put you? Is it pretty good with checkpoints and everything? Um, yeah, it, pre- it has like I would say, at least in the area we were, we were playing in the presentation thing, there you had nice enough checkpoints. Okay. You you've got like what should I say a fair placement? It's not like every time you're standing on solid ground you have a checkpoint, but it's more like every time you enter a new 
I don't know what to describe it as like a new challenge. Every time you go to a new full area, more or less, you get a checkpoint. Every time you like do something that updates your log, you get a new checkpoint. Gotcha. And the life system is actually something that's worth mentioning because it's different between multiplayer and single player. Okay. Uh, in single player, player, you have the system that you have in games like Gears of War and Halo and stuff like that. Basically, the super shield thing going where you kind of like just take a certain amount of exposure to fire and then you're dead. Ah. You, you kind of like have to find these safe spots and stuff, but it seems like... Uh, they, it was done fairly nicely. I never really like what should I say? I I never really felt like abusing it and be a coward coward because of it. Because okay. you often end up doing that in games like that when you have like super shields. It's like yeah, I'm gonna give you one bullet and then I'm gonna go into hiding again and wait for my shield to refill. <laughs> and when you're like when you're playing multiplayer, you have the basically normal life bar going and you also get like a second one if you pick up a body armor now does it regenerate your uh, health in in multiplayer yeah no okay you have to pick up health pickups okay like yeah health. that might that might be annoying if and, it did and regenerate that's actually also something that's worth noting in the single player you actually get like health boosters through like doing stuff in the game basically fulfilling challenges I guess is what unlocked it but as you fulfill these challenges in the game these are like kind of like achievements they are these things that updates in your log all the time like kill multiple multiple enemies with one shot kill a certain amount of enemies with melee attacks all sorts of stuff like that as you fulfill those you unlock various new things like new attacks but also like things like bonuses more or less like, while I, while I was playing the demo, I unlocked a thing that gave me one-third more life in single-player mode, oh, wow. which is something I haven't really seen in any of those games where you have the super shield going. That sounds interesting. Do you have any idea what what else there might be? Like, maybe special guns or... I, I really don't know what to expect from all of it, actually. And I, I did get some new attacks on the way, some of it I had already seen in the tutorial section, so I don't really know what I'll get. Let me ask you finally, um, it was th- it's 360 version, correct? Yeah, we were trying the 360 version. So there was none, none others on, uh, on hand? No, not at the moment. Okay. And um, this is coming out pretty soon now, actually, isn't it? They yeah, it, it, yeah it, they recently announced the release dates, and... The U.S. version will be out on the 19th of May, and the European version will be out on the 22nd, and Japan will get it on the 25th of June, I think. Cool. Very cool. Now, have they said why the Japanese release is so far away? I guess it might be localization related. Ah, okay. Probably. Japanese localization might be lagging a bit behind since it's a bit different from the rest of Europe and they're doing some extra things for it. Apparently they're going to include some sort of song. I don't know if that's going to be the same theme song that oh was all shown in the Japanese Bionic Commander rearm trailer. It's going to be another song. <laughs> 
Is that but the one Personally, I'm, I'm hoping for like a full gem project thing going there because that would be <laughs> awesome. Excellent. All right, well, we'll take a little break here and we'll come back with uh, some more stuff for you. now we'll probably open the floor to a bit of a discussion on Silent Hill Shattered Memories. Now, all I really know about this is that it's a sort of a remake slash reimagining, they've said, for the Wii, with no combat. That's all I know. What do I have wrong and what do I need to know about it? Wayne slash Rob, go. Well, it's less of a remake and more of a reimagining with very loose plot points from the original. Like by the looks of everything, it's it's kind of akin to what uh, they did with Siren, like an Americanization of it, just really a new start kind of. I don't know. I yeah, it, it is. It's a it, it's a complete changeover. I read through the original article, the Nintendo one. I can't remember what it. What, Nintendo everything Power. Was, yeah. It, it, I kind of get where they're going with all the changes, and, and going back to what I was saying with Homecoming earlier on, but um, they, they've made it that the alternate world is icy. It's a, it's a complete contrast to the you know rusty metal um, that was in the earlier titles. They, they've, they're trying to take the ideas that worked, I guess, and completely turn them on their head. I mean, and, and as people have said constantly about the t- even the title obviously is, is a reference to the fact that people have already played the game. They're going to have their memories shattered um, by the changes that they're trying to put across. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm, I I still have my decision. The combat thing weirds me out. I I kind of was like, are they trying to make it like Haunting Ground or Clock Tower? You know, you you yeah. flee and you evade and you block. Um, there's some discussion in, in some of the more recent, uh, I think it was an IGN post from the Gamers Night that Konami had, um, which yeah. had a bit of a discussion about um, the ideas of how you would block and, and more use of the, the torch. You obviously, in the, with the Wii version, you because obviously it's coming to PS2 and PSP, but the Wii version, you um, can control the light source and point the torch where you want it to go, um, which is interesting. Visually, it's it, it's... Not a bad looking Wii title, but it's the, a lot of flack about the character design and yeah. Go ahead. 
Yeah, I was going to say, it's, it's a mixed bag. I think for every one good thing, there's a bad thing that you can almost say is the opposite of where you are. It's just, it's just a, you know, it's kind of hard. I, I You can hear, I'm not, I haven't made my decision on it. I still can't. I want to yeah. see it in motion, to be quite honest. Uh, right now, we've got the screenshots and a lot, a lot of fucking talk from the um, from the developers and, and not much else. And it doesn't help that the guy at IGN has, you know, obviously gone off his fucking nut at it and gone, oh, it's amazing, but we haven't seen anything, so... Now, who is uh, developing this? Uh, Climax, uh, same team that did... Uh, well, a good chunk of the same team that did or- Origins, so... Oh, okay. This will be... <laughs> this will be interesting. <laughs> Just keep... Don't acknowledge it. <laughs> Anyway, uh, this will be it'll be an interesting um, it'll be interesting. I think that, that, I mean that what a few weeks back the uh, tech demo for that Climax put together for um, for Silent for what could have been the version of Silent Hill Five um, was put online and it was very very basic, but and it had Travis from Origins on it. Oh, but it would, right. Yeah, it would be. It, it would have been interesting their idea. So basically, I guess this is almost like their way to change that. What I do like the whole psychological thing that they're trying to build in and try and bring that back back as a good part of it is a really really good idea. But I also I also wonder if the the whole point of reimagining the original game is a, is a bit of a waste. Like it might be almost better to make a new game in the yeah. series completely unrelated. What, now what what exactly is this? Like is this a, on rails or what? Like is this no, free you, roam? Like I, I automatically hear we and like you know oh you can use the flashlight to do this and that no combat. It sounds like it's like a freaking on rails game. Like shine the light on the enemy to make them go away. No, it sounds like it's definitely open to you know your movement and so forth because uh, they're talking about climbing fences and and this the screenshots show them out out, out on the streets. Um, and it's definitely man. not on. It's definitely not on rails. You can tell it's not a first person. Yeah. I, I don't like the whole no combat thing, but I don't like the the iPhone like device taking photos because. But that for me is more of a uh, the original Silent Hill, and actually probably the, if you look at most of the series, feels like a little bit um, out of date. Like everything looks like it's slightly behind the times. Mm. Especially Silent Hill looks like it's in the eighties, like seventies or eighties. It's made in that era. Because I guess they were trying to reference the the horror novels that were kind of a lot of them were set in the eighties, those cheesy kind of eighties films, and um and, and it kind of gave it a bit of a visual appeal, made it a little bit different, and um and they've lost that, like they've got, they've kind of kept that, they've tried to keep the town kind of being a, out of date, but even Harry still he looks different, he's got glasses, but he kind of dresses still the same, still got the yeah. coat and the, and the and the jeans and stuff, he so, still looks quite similar, but at the same time they've got this iPhone thing and they're trying to make it all modern. I'm kind of a little bit yeah, it, tell me. Bit odd. Tell me about that, because that piqued my interest. I didn't hear about this. What exactly does the phone have to do with this? Well, you can use it from 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 the little that they've described. You can use it to take photos. They showed apparently to some of the people they've showed they've taken photos, and um, you know his daughter appeared you know, ghostly in one of the photos he took. But also, you could use it to try try and use it to communicate with people. You know, Is ring this... ring the nine one one, but nine one one would would pick up but couldn't hear him. It was kind of more of a, I think it's more of a reference to the film almost. What the hell is this? What is Silent Hill becoming? Like, is this I, like a major franchise push, or is this just like a side offshoot, like sort of well, Gun Survivor Two, you well, know, this arcade? Is, this is what I'm trying to work out because it's either it's either they're trying to reinvent the entire thing and try and bring it in line with what they think will work now, as opposed mm-hmm. to what used to work, or yeah, it's completely different. But I mean, the reason why I'm not so I, I was saying about Homecoming as well is that I'm kind of 
okay with it being completely separate, but at the same time, that's why I'm, I'm struggling with them making it a reimagining of the original game. It almost feels like if they'd just done this as a brand new title, yeah. it would be far See, more I comfortable. Kinda, I'm kind of getting the feeling that it's, again, with the same thing with the Origins of Homecoming, they kind of want to appeal to the old fans, and that's why it's related to one, but I also kind of feel that they're disting it, disting it so far from the original game that it's like okay this is like our best chance to get both the old fans and get a hell of a lot of new fans as much as we can and I really do think it's going to have to come to a point where they're like either we're catering to one or the other we can't really keep trying to cross like sit on the fence and cater to both it's, it's the, the odd thing about the other. The odd thing, and I, I agree with that, that's the odd thing, and again, it's a shortcoming of what Homecoming was like. I think they're just completely ignoring the fact that the fans of the series will stay on board with the series as it is, even if they make these changes, because they expect something, they used to expect something different of each title anyway, and, and they're not really realizing that. They're kind of like, oh, we need to throw in these references, and we, oh, we need to throw it like the last one, we need to throw in Pyramid Head so that people get it. You know, yeah. oh, it's Silent Hill. When realistically, if they just made something new that was with Silent Hill, kind of had the town and did this as a complete game, I think the old fans would be like, cool, a new Silent Hill title, and it's different, and the new people would pick it up be like oh this is interesting and it's different again right? it's nothing I've ever seen so and I think they're, they're missing that point it, it, it's yeah it could be a, a lot better without the reimagined Silent Hill part of it if I can just cut in there yeah go ahead yeah just Silent Hill 1 there's no there's nothing no real iconic imagery to it like Pyramid Head came later didn't he yeah and the nurses were in 3 no, well, nurses are in two. The, 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 there is okay. iconic imagery in one, but it's it's kind of... This is an interesting thing. I, I've said it before in the forums, and I'll, say, I'll constantly say it about the series, is that the, the original Silent Hill was a Japanese take on Western horror. That was it. Was a, it was it was you know one part you know uh, American horror writers and you know psychological horror and it was the Francis Bacon and it, it was those sorts of things put together and then viewed with the Japanese kind of the idea of their sorts of horrors and things because they have like lots of weird I'm assuming you know Gene but they've got lots of quite odd urban legends about things. Oh yeah, and like they talk about in the making of especially about uh, bathrooms and and weird things that you know exist and and they try and they try to mesh the two together and that's what really the first game is all and Siren Siren as well is almost a, another version of that sort of idea as well um, but the, when the, when you've got Origins and Homecoming it's almost Western take on Japanese take on Western horror and it doesn't <laughs> it doesn't work it, it just it, it, something's lost in that translation they just don't get the they, they get the Western part they don't get the Japanese viewpoint and their kind of spin on that, and and it just comes across as bland and and, and repetitive and uninventive, and that's what Homecoming comes across in Spades, especially, is that you they've blatantly taken so much from you know Pyramid from Silent Hill Two and and the nurses as well, which are also from the movie. And those things, the movie kind of referenced those things, and I'm kind of okay with that because it's a movie; it, it just happens. But the 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 uh, uh, um, uh, Dot made the comment before about the nurses with the growths on their back. It's a, a little bit, uh, a little bit different um, again from the idea of Silent Hill Two because obviously the nurses in Silent Hill Two and the pyramid and stuff were, were supposed to look. There were, were James James's manifestation uh, of, of how, how things looked, and they've been repeated. Here. 
I think we should probably because I'm really sick of people arguing with this and it's really like I don't know every time it gets in my tits a bit but I Pyramid Head and Silent Hill 2 is not the the fucking metal helmet that he wore is not what the executioners wore they wore a fucking robe over their head the fact that the, the, the homecoming and the film Pyramid Head have a metal helmet is directly from James it's not anything to do with the executioner because that was just basically like a white helmet like a, or a white robe like a Klee Klux Klan helmet you're it's wrong a, I seen uh, in origins there's painting in the house that was burning and it had a pyramid head and he had a metal helmet but I do not consider Wayne doesn't have tits <laughs> <laughs> alright right. so, so you... <laughs> that's not gonna hurt is it the tits. I, I've seen you snake an upper body. I need to reel this back in. Gene, go ahead and say what you're going to say. If, just right before Rob kept going on, I was just going to say, because all the iconic imagery of Silent Hill, the series came much later than the first game, and they're changing so much. I just don't know why they're branding this game Silent Hill in the first place. Why not well, do all this experimental stuff, but have it with Whoa. a different intellectual property and just don't offend the fans? The brand name. We worse. could say. We does could the, say that does the brand sell things. still? Well, it sells well, more that's... than a new IP, probably. Yeah, well, new, IP, say... new IP on Wii. How how how's that been going? Mad World, how you doing? Not so good. Burn. But <laughs> well, uh, that's the same thing we can say a lot about, about a lot of series. When you start doing spin-offs and stuff, it's like almost like, well, is there any point in putting the name on it? You know. Um, but I mean. Uh, Again, it goes back to it. it could be a Silent Hill title if they just didn't make it a reimagining of the original. It was just a completely new idea under the Silent Hill brand. I think people would accept it a lot more. I haven't really played the games much, but my brother tells me Silent Hill, like the, the town changes between every game, doesn't it? Pretty yeah, more or less. But more or less, yeah. yeah. Like um, the only really familiar things point. are streets and stuff, like oh, just right. the layout. I don't think well, buildings did, I... and stuff are really carried over. At this point, yeah, so, like it, the, so even if they call it Silent Hill, but yeah. change it a lot, that doesn't really matter. Basically, you'll get no, a town I, with fog and a lake. I think, and I think, as I was saying before, fans will accept that as a like. That's what I was saying earlier on. Like, it doesn't matter if it's entirely different, and it, if it separates itself from the rest of the series, as long as it has some sort of that sort of style to it, like the, the correct style. I think the fans will be okay with it, and because they're used to a lot of changes throughout the the series up until a point when they started linking them all together, and that's when it all started to go a little bit weird. Yeah. And especially, especially Homecoming with the movie elements as well. Karn, Karn, I want to hear your thoughts on this because I know you're a pretty big Silent Hill fan. What do you think of the the whole setup here? No, you know, no combat, etc., etc. Um, what I think of it. Tell us, boy. Yeah, I'll tell you, boy. But first, I'm gonna chase you out with one of them sticks. No, I, I'm actually pretty excited about it. I wasn't too excited about Origins when it was like first shown off or or well I, I like the visual style of Origins because it really looked like Silent Hill 1 yeah. like visually they, they somehow managed to capture the style but the game itself when I played it I didn't really like it too much and Homecoming I didn't really have much love for it at all and when I first saw the announcement for Shattered Memories, 
I was like, yeah, this didn't come as a surprise that they were going to do like some sort of remake of the first one because that that thing has been like floating around in the air for like years now. Yeah. And when the first details came out, I I I was actually pleasantly surprised. I was like, wow, this sounds actually this actually sounds pretty damn awesome. So cast. Let me ask you, if you were Silent Hill, and you were Silent Hill reimagining, would you play yourself? (laughs) (laughs) I feel loud. Okay, so I think we can pretty much all agree, you know, like, um, cautious optimism. Yeah, I mean, I'm positive about this one. It sounds really good on paper, at least. Sybil looks horrible. Then again, she probably always did. We just didn't have the fidelity. But, but, but what I'm what I'm somewhat <laughs> curious about is we we've seen like three different pictures showing cop ladies, and at least there's probably two different cop ladies at least shown in those images. Oh really? Well, I think are, are, uh, are they are they all takes on Sybil based on your psych profile, or are they different people? I think I, I think it's a psych profile thing. I think that's part of their elements, just because they're talking about all the changes that are going to happen based on your decisions. And, I, and if it does what they're saying on paper, it will. It'll be really good because those sorts of games are not. Like most of the time, when they say a game adapts to your to your decisions, it's it's very limited. Harry, um, based on Harry, different... you said I was ugly, so I got plastic surgery. Now I have blonde hair too. Oh, radio. I've never played a Silent Hill game because I don't like the protagonists. But I think the only protagonist that would appeal to me is uh, Travis in uh, in Origins because he seems a bit racist. Was he a truck driver? Oh, wow. All right. I'm reeling it back in yet again here. Let's go to a different topic here. Cautious optimism on Silent Hill Shattered Memories. We'll... No, you're going to have to edit this a lot. Oh, no. It's going up just like this. Resident Evil <laughs> 5. Full Resident Evil 5. Full of the stuff where you talk about how you rape them children. How, how Resident Evil DLC. So let's move on to the next topic here. Resident Evil 5 DLC. So most of us have played it here except for the cheapskates. Rob Jean. Hey, yeah. I'm not cheap. I just don't play crap. Hey, that's something that seems to like belong to the Oceanic countries. And Gene, you're just putting up... Uh, you don't want to support it. Uh, I, I'm... Like, if it, if it wasn't in the review code, I'd be fine with it. But the the idea that it was once coming to retail and then remove just out of spite I'm not buying it mm. Regardless. That, that's what brought me the wrong way the review code might not have been finished and not working properly well they have well, the like, just like online mercenaries and they gave us that for free so that's no excuse and, and to touch on that too like Slayers is it is basically like four player mercs so uh, I don't understand like you know why they didn't just put that in there it's like no, but that, that's four players not two Whoa, oh, really? Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no, but the thing is, net code for that kind of stuff can yeah, be a total... Yeah, let's, yeah, let's talk about net code. Because, like, yeah. they seem to have not optimized it all that well. Because, like, I was playing with Gradon. I don't know if he's the king of lag, 
Like he must be, because I hear other people are meeting the King of Lag when they play with him too. But I, I even talked to um, or uh, yeah, I talked to IGN. No, on IGN on one of their podcasts. You talked to IGN. Hi there, IGN. <laughs> Look, it's very late today? here, and I've been up for a long time, so just back off. Anyway, on one of their podcasts, they sort of mentioned that it's very laggy as well. So, but basically, like it's to the point. We have a video up a on PS3 the site. Thing? No. No. no, no, but I'm I'm really curious about that actually because no, people seem not. to like go on about lag, but me, Wayne, and some random ass dude and James were playing, and that okay. basically means we covered the entire world. Look, let and me we set didn't it up really for you. Encounter anything like what you showed in the video you put on? The I hosted. Opportunity. I hosted the game, and I had Nemesis you're the lag won't, master. Nemesis won't die, John, and. Gradon. Gradon was the only one who we had these troubles with. So, obviously the problem was him, but the game is handling it very poorly. Like, there's to the point where, like, I try to do, uh, you know, kick move on him three times in a row while he's recovering, and none of them registered. That's absolutely <laughs> ridiculous. Like, check out the video on the site. We have it on the RE5 video section. Just look for Survivor's Lag. I'm pimping that. Actually, uh, that's kind of strange when I think about it. Why didn't they include the pattern system in uh, Resident Evil 5? They had that in Lost Planet where you could select like yeah. three different patterns for how it should treat lag. But the weird thing is, like, I found that the game, even in single player, like, it handles context moves oddly. So, like, I've had it where I went into, you know, Papa Magini's head with a haymaker... And Chris would just sometimes miss because of the camera angle. Like, the Magini would, like, slide out of the way. So I'd imagine, like, the game is not properly telling the player's position. So, like, my haymaker goes into thin air or whatever, you know, while the person's lagging. And it, on their screen, it doesn't register. So the game's like, oh, but well, there guess are, he didn't get hit. There have been times while we were playing multiplayer where, what should I say, the when you activate the haymaker, you kind of, like, get the camera put in mm-hmm. some weird way based on where you're standing and sometimes the other player can get kind of lucky and be able to walk out of that danger zone before you hit them danger zone is the word of the night yeah it is <laughs> okay, it's like but... the highway to the danger zone <laughs> but on to the DLC itself now Honestly, like, after playing it a little bit, it's fun with friends, but, like, if you play with random strangers, I found it to be kind of, like, not fun at all, really. Like, it's fun to be like, oh, wow, this is so broken, let's all laugh about how broken it is. Yeah, it's more of a friendly party game thingy than, like, a serious contest game. And stuff like that doesn't seem to last very long. I shot you in the face with a shotgun and you didn't even flinch. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and it's like, no, on my screen, I kicked you with a melee move. The best thing to do in Versus from what I've seen is to set everyone else up in the map. So, for example, a few of the times Karn would have been shooting me with a handgun. There was no way he was going to kill me as I watched Senor Pantelones come up behind him, swing the hammer, and I'm like, yeah. oh, you're about to get ripped. Yeah, that's like, there's always that stupid standoff where, like, you're both shooting each other, and then, like, you see something coming up behind the other guy. It's like, ha you're about to, and then you get hit by a hammer, too, but from behind. And then the other guy gets grabbed, and it's just a, a series of comedy errors, like, on the whole thing. But I found, I don't know about you guys, but I found that, like, the 
I'm not going to call it Survivors and Slayers because I think those are retarded sounds, but basically the mode where you attack the Maginis for points are... It's, like, not as fun. Like, because I found, like, we were playing a match with Chris, me, and John in that, and the Maginis were not coming for me and John. Like, Chris was just getting everybody. Like, he sent out invitations to them. Maybe because he's so racist. He's from the South. They were all just like, get him. But they just all went for him, and, like, we couldn't find any of them. And it was just very frustrating mode, because, like, they wouldn't even spawn where we were, and he'd be over there, you know, with gaggles of them. Like, it yeah. wouldn't matter where he went. Like, it didn't... Was... It seemed like not many were spawning around... around us. It was very funky how I was handling that. I've still had a wee bit, because I've been trying to get the, um... In the achievement tour, but I've been trying to get the 20 and the 40, uh combo and it's pretty much impossible from what well not impossible but it's pretty hard to do because it's like the game allocates certain times to you know for this next three minutes you're going to get a lot of magini like focus and then the next three someone else will and it's kind of hard to keep the attention and keep a combo going with so many players in the game yeah, so what I've found is we just really play, like, Survivor's Deathmatch. Like, the team stuff doesn't really work out all that well, but, like, if it's just a random deathmatch with, like, four or three whatever players that we all know, like, we could all just be on mics, you know, like, oh, ha, 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 you know, you, oh, the Reaper got me. It's, well, it's fun for now, but, like, just kind of like Lost Planet was with us, like, it's eventually going to lose its luster, but I think a lot sooner because of the limited... Uh, things you could do, like the grapple mechanic, I think, saved Lost Planet for a couple extra months. You shut your fracking mouth, Lost Planet was fantastic. <laughs> yeah, I'm still playing it with Sean every now and then. Oh, yeah? Because I'm such I a horse. I play it with Reese's Kyle. Yeah, well. Yeah. Maybe if you got it on the tray. Yeah, you could play the PS2 version on the tray. <laughs> oh. So, anything else to add on the RE5 DLC, anybody? You made me pay for it, and then you say we're not going to play anymore. I, I'll, I'll play it a bit more with you, but honestly, this, like... This sounds reminiscent crap. of something, doesn't it, John? Yeah! I like I like the versus mode. I think it's all right. I mean, I mean, I don't know. I always mivered Snow about it, because I like the reactions he gave. Like, I always kept saying to him, like... Uh, Oh, it must be a code. It's got to be a code. And he'd be like, it's not a code. He's not a bag breaker. It only costs $5. Uh, you know, <laughs> it's funny hearing his reactions because you, you know he's a Capcom shell. And you know he's going to run. Oh, my God. What are you doing? I got to listen to this whole thing now. You, thank you. Yeah, Carnival, I bought this DLC under the pretense that we were going to play it. We played it three times. Wait, show is the right word to use, isn't it? Shill is a derogatory term, sir. Oh, I thought that was like just, you know, employee or something. No. What? Huh? Anyway, he's a Capcom employee, so he will say things like that, so I don't know. Oh, you're, you're covering it terribly. Anyway. It was so... an afterthought, wasn't it? Just to get a five more dollars out of you, and you all got sucked in. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, they didn't yeah, put well, any thought into it. Yeah, they, they didn't I like the worst. They didn't, they didn't balance it. We're a true fan. We it doesn't have to be balanced. That's part of the charm. <laughs> yeah, it's Damn, terribly it's unbalanced. Especially Wesker's, in like... Wesker's run move is just grossly unfair. No, no <laughs> like, they keep this... Look, my point is, 
It's just four-player mercs when it's in um, Slayer's mode. Because you you start with the same car- like the same item set as so like if you're Midnight Wesker you got the Hydra and everything else or not the Hydra his stupid weapons anything to fire rockets at other people in Resident Evil is fine by me it's all about Safari Chris he's the man yeah. in the end it's the rocket launcher in the end it's dumb fun but it's going to lose its luster i think sooner i i think one thing i would like to see is a four player split screen mode for the versus mode i think that would help save it a little bit in the long run yeah good because i really think it's easier to gather like a basically a full couch to play it Oh, I think that dear. has to be said. Oh, we need a dramatic reading. Rob that. just uh, provided a great Resident Evil fan site contact form submission. Hey, Email. what's up, you guys? Should make some Resident Evil games. Yeah, I know you just made Resident Evil 5, but I just cleared that. It took me a couple of days, so it was really fun. So I thought you guys have to make more. I really like zombies or parasites. No, parasites. That's parasites. 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 Okay. Parasites. Yeah, that's parasites. Or parasites. Yes. <laughs> Just make <laughs> more, please. Okay, so we have two Collins this week. Uh, we have AJ and Nemesis Won't Die, so let's queue up AJ's track here. Hi, guys. AJ here. Long-time listener, first-time caller, I guess. Just wanted to ask what you guys thought about this whole Silent Hill shattered memory thing, the whole concept of the reimagining of the series. Also, do you guys think this series actually needs any kind of reimagining? I mean, it has gone pretty much downhill since the PS2 era. I mean, I understand reimagining was in order, but do you guys really think that uh, a partial remake of the first game was the right way to go? And do you guys think that Resident Evil needs a reimagining like this in any form? Or are you guys happy with the way it's progressing? I mean, you know, Resident Evil 4 and 5 have progressively gone towards the action route, I guess. I mean, I won't mind playing the older school style Resident Evil games, but do you guys think the series needs to do something completely new? Uh, you know, like shift the genre or something? That's pretty much all I wanted to ask. Um, keep up the good work, guys. Ouroboros will be released into the atmosphere, ensuring complete global saturation. Try again. Uh, do I sound like Apu from The Simpsons? I hope not. Thank you, come again. Yeah, he said fuck this. No, you do not sound like Apu and Oh right, yeah, uh that or a thing if you don't get that. AJ and I played uh, the very end of RE5 on Justin TV live streaming it, and the lag that was created from that made it so that every time Wesker did that fucking dash move in the plane, he just gutted me. We must have did that like 17 times in a row, I swear to God, before we got it. So that's become like a new meme now. It's like, our Burroughs will be released into the atmosphere, ensuring complete global saturation. Uh, that that happens on anyone who's had that that section. Oh, oh my god! Darn he just has funny. to do the whole line all over again. Hideous, isn't it? But okay. But anyway, he wanted to know. Basically, do, do we think that Silent Hill needed a reimagining since it was lowering sales and? 
do you think the partial remake of one was the right way to go? Um, Rob, go. Uh, reimagining, yes. Remake of one, no. Yeah, I pretty much would agree. Karn, yeah. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I, I think he's drunk too much and fallen off his seat. Yeah, okay. I'll just go ahead with this then. Alright, since we lost Wayne, and I'm like the only other Silent Hill fan here besides Drunk Karn, who currently is drunk off his ass. <laughs> um, All aboard the fail! <laughs> yes, no, I'm gonna finish that actually. Um. But I, th- I pretty much agree with Rob. Like, I'm reimagining absolutely because the sales have just been getting lower and lower, like AJ said. But, like, a remake of one, like, this to this extent, I don't know. Like, I don't think this is going to be good, but like we originally said, cautious optimism I guess I'll have, so I'm not really sure yet. When I play it, I'll know. And next he wanted to know, do we think Resident Evil needed a reimagining something completely new? I think 5 sort of gives them the excuse to do that, but I don't think they would take it. Like, I think they'll still probably have some plot line linking Ada to whatever the hell's going on now. Because she is pretty much the only loose end. I think the controls feel too stale on number five. What, you don't think it matches up with the gameplay? I think they feel too dated compared to other games that have come out since RE4. In what way, though? Like the stop and shoot, or...? Uh, and the cover, moving behind cover and oh, the camera the, and stuff. Yeah. The cover, I can agree the with. That was... Just everything. Just play yeah, Uncharted, it... then play Resident Evil 5, and then you'll see. <laughs> I think I think that's true. I mean, it wouldn't be a big... I, 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 it's annoying that so many... Develop, uh, sorry, so many reviewers are talking about the development of the game going, oh, it's, it doesn't play like Gears of War and blah, blah, blah. But to be, to be fair, there are, there's genuine reason for that criticism is that it doesn't, it does feel a little dated and stilted. Yeah. And... As for doing something completely new, I don't think it needs to do that at all. I think I'd much rather a return to form. Like, give me Resident Evil 2 Remake or whatever. Like, at this point, I'd rather that because 5 wrapped up everything pretty much nicely. I'd love to see, like, remake-style thing done with 2, like with, like I said, you know, delicious 1080p Blu-ray backgrounds. I don't trust them to do it you know? justice. Well, I don't trust them to do number 2 justice. It, it, to remake it implies there's something wrong with 2, and it's awesome. As well, it there's is, nothing wrong with RE1. Jill. Well, that's true. Jill. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with one at all. Here's a long no. pick. I, I, um, I, I was going to say, I... Sorry, Jen. No, no, go, Rob. Um, I was going to say, last last podcast, we are talking about where they should go from it, go to next. I, I think something along those styles of that, the interiors and the suspense and thing needs to come back first. I, that's, and I don't know if that is new. I think that's just... A, a new way of doing what they used to do. I think. I, think I think it'd be considered new now with, like, you know, the last eight years have been, you know, you know, RE4 uh, style stuff. Yeah, that's true. But, I mean, it, it's just something that they... It doesn't necessarily need to dial back the... Well, no, it probably does need to dial back the action, but it needs to, it needs to build the suspense more. That's, yeah. that's what 5 especially... Even, even 4 has that over 5. Four well, has, I think four has five. sections of 
nothing. Like you, you've got sections where you're waiting for enemies to arrive and stuff, and five doesn't even have that. Yeah, they're pretty five much has constant. enemies in just about every section except for like the very start of the game. Yeah, I found four to be scarier too. All right, um, let's go to Nemesis's question here. Hey guys, what's up? Well, I want to say thanks for uh, taking the time to listen to what I have to say. Anyways, my opinion on the versus mode is uh, that I think it's pretty cool, actually. It's pretty hard, too, because you can't just, like, run and gun it. And it actually takes skill to be a good player on it. I mean, it's not like Metal Gear Online or Call of Duty. I do think that they could have done more with the maps. Maybe maybe put some more maps in there in the downloadable content. Or maybe, like, extra crap in the maps that we already have. Like for example, ancient ruins during the survivor mode. Maybe like they could, they should have left like the sunbeams on. I do like how uh, they throw multiple big mama genies and executioners at you in the survivors, survivors mode. Maybe if we're lucky, Capcom will make more maps. Maybe like the Arclay Mansion, like the lab part of it. Maybe, um, like instead of Maginis or Granados, whatever you want to call them, being there. Maybe like Crimson Heads all over the place and for like sub bosses have like hunters and chimeras maybe or hell even like the underground lab you know or the rpd station from number two at for extra levels my only complaint is that the horrible lag the lag is really terrible it almost it's, it's almost as bad as Gear online though i though i still try to have fun no it's kind of hard to when people are glitching all over the place like transporting from being like in front of me to being like halfway across the map already kind of that kind of pisses me off that and i also was playing last night and uh there's this guy that had a really horrible lag like my i had a grenade launcher and my my grenades would go like straight through him and then actually you know he's gone and he's already like behind me kicking my ass i don't know how the hell that happened but oh another thing is uh well i'm not really gonna plan complain about it but like the trophies are they're actually the trophies or achievements are actually pretty easy to get uh, to get done and everything like that. The only one that I'm actually having problems with is the 20 chain combos and slayers, and because everything dries out way too quickly whenever there's four players in like different spots all over the place. Uh, as for my opinion on Darkside Chronicles, I can't really say anything about it though because I don't know anything about it. Though I do think it's going to be at least halfway decent because I'm pretty sure it's improved since Umbrella Chronicles. The only bad thing is, is that Leon's in it. Who likes Leon anymore? Well, that's all I've pretty much got to say. Well, thanks for listening, guys. Peace. Yeah, I'd pretty much echo his statements about the lag. He, in fact, he reminded me that when John and I were playing versus against two random people, it always seemed like there was at least one guy who was just completely lag-ridden that you couldn't even hit him. And it was just very frustrating like that. But, um... As for his comment on Darkside Chronicles, I don't know about that. I think they mentioned something like a cover mechanic? Yeah, it might be just... something lost in translation, though. I hope so, because... Uh, I don't. I, I, I would think... I would hope it was lost in translation, but I kind of get the feeling that it isn't. I kind of get the feeling that they're wanting to try and add something to the game I guess we'll to, to see try and make works. it different. But, but you're fighting zombies. Why do you need cover? <laughs> Maybe they have guns. Or vomit, again. <laughs> yeah, projectile vomit. Yes, that's their gun. Um, I was going to say, going back to the, the downloadable content, I mean, 
Would you like to see more maps or what other fe- downloadable features do you think the game could actually do with? Considering this was so, as far as everyone's concerned, it was so ham-handed, it was horribly unbalanced and so forth. Well, what what would work? Like real DLC, you mean? Yeah, like I not think... stuff that possibly could be already included as code and is unlocked. Well... I, I like everybody's practically everybody's calling for like a separate ways type thing with Jill, like because there are opportunities to have her in the game, you know, which I think would be interesting. Maybe would, would, would it be more mercenaries maps be another option as well? Would you like to uh, see? Yeah, like why not? Yeah, more mercenaries maps. Like you know what really be cool? Like if they remade areas in four mercenaries with uh, you know the updated graphics, I think that would be interesting. But I don't think they'd probably go that far, you know? I can't see it happening. No, me neither. It, it just seemed like a quick little money spinner to me, and I doubt they'll put much more work into it. Yeah. All right, well, that's going to wrap it up for us. We'll be back next week where the game will be playing. Yes, that's right, we're returning to the old format. We'll be Silent Hill 1 for PlayStation 1. Bye. Say goodbye, everybody, say goodbye. Goodbye, everyone. Bye. Goodbye. Goodbye, community. See you. The roar. A faint sound in the back of my mind. What is this? I opened my eyes and looked around me. A coliseum. From what I could tell, anyway. The lights were bright and my vision was hazy. The sound of a roaring crowd flooded my ears. The sound was pure and deafening. I shook my head and climbed to my feet. Searing pain shot through my body. I let out a shell scream and collapsed. I told you to stay down! A familiar voice shouted. I managed to roll over. The man above me was bald, wearing sunglasses. He held a large warhammer above his head. You're not getting back up, right? The man said, but was interrupted. Another person shot up from the left and tackled him. Get off of chaos! The voice shouted. I shook my head and got up. Lying on the ground next to a puddle of blood was a strangely shaped object. Someone resembling a mangled sword. I picked it up. The thing was actually a sword with the ability to change form. I flipped it around a bit and it formed into a solid blade with a hilt. I looked over at the two fighting. Chaos, help me! The one who saved me shouted. As I prepared to move, I stopped as a vision flashed in my mind. You can't take him out alone. I'll back you up. And in the end... A faint voice said, cutting out. All right. Sounds like a plan. My voice also started cutting out. <laughs> we'll see. I said. The vision stopped as I shook my head. Oh, the hell? I rushed into battle. My mind began tickling. As I swung the blade, things became more clear. Don't. I thought to myself as I attacked the man... He was Dot Cal 50. The other was the infamous Grace Saunders. <laughs> Dot knocked Saunders back and rushed at me. He was a tough little bastard. He swung his giant hammer with ease. You should have quit while you were ahead. A new name, a new face. It means nothing. You steal the pathetic little trap I banned. You're nothing, Chaos. Dot boasted. He was indeed giving me trouble. Maybe I couldn't take him on my own. One of the swings nearly made contact with my head. I instinctually blocked it with my hand, completely stopping the hammer. What? Dot exclaimed. Somewhat surprised, I jumped back. 
My mind flickered once again with hazy visions. Power. Dominance. Evil. Chaos. A voice whispered in my head. I opened my eye. Black as pure darkness. I rushed forward with incredible speed and wailed on Dot. He seemed to take each punch with ease, though his defense was wearing. He grabbed my fist and tossed me to the opposite end of the Coliseum. I hit the wall and fell to the ground. We can beat him together. Put aside our differences and fight justice once. Saunders said to my right, offering his hand. I looked up at him, smiling, and shook his hand. He smiled back, foolishly. I pulled him down, and with a burst of incredible and inhuman speed, I sliced him to pieces within seconds. Covered blood, an evil grin passed my lips. <laughs> Chaos needs no one. I whispered back, heading back for Dot. You really are just a sick fuck, you know that? Dot said, walking towards me. An evil grin and glowing eyes were plastered on my face. I whipped my sword downward, separating it into a large whip made of blades. What the fuck is wrong with you? Dot shouted, raising his hammer. I cackled and ran towards him. He quickly dodged every swing of the whip. Each swing came back at me, cutting up my own body. The wounds were nothing that would heal just as fast as they were made. You really are a statistic fuck? Dot screamed, still dodging it. It seemed useless, so I stopped and stood still. Without hesitation, Dot rushed forward, hammer raised. <laughs> Predictable fool. I whispered to myself. I swung the whip rapidly, slicing the shit out of Dot. With a final swing, I caught him, tangled in the rope of blades. He stood unable to move and feared that if he did, it would mean his end. I approached and stood in front of him with an evil grin. Fuck you! He said. I ripped back on the whip, shredding Dot into pieces, blood flying everywhere. The crowd screamed with approval. The announcer exclaimed over the speakers. I swung the whip, forming it into a metallic rectangle. A hooded figure approached me. Fantastic match, Chaos. Tomorrow's challenge is from Sinners, he said. I smiled in anticipation. Sounds like fun, Luigi. <laughs> yes! <laughs> okay, wait, wait. Wait, wait. To be continued? To be continued! <laughs> to be right. continued? Oh, this is fantastic. What are we doing? <laughs> is that for the podcast i don't know i'll have to figure <laughs> that out and post no no mr smith can you get a little big on it what now yeah all right then <laughs> secret meeting secret <laughs> meeting you get trophies for hiding and commenting levels and shit have you got those on yeah i got them oh my god could somewhere. you harm could you harm me as a Please heart me as an author. Yeah, yeah, I'll do that. What's your thing? Good. What? This is... Oh, hey guys, get a room. <laughs> my name is John Spencer, and I demand that you heart my levels. I'll heart you, Wayne, heart you. <laughs> heart me good, John, heart me good. You should have stepped up. 
Instead of coming to this podcast in retrospect. <laughs> Still got a little bit left of this cup of whiskey. <laughs> Better go out and buy now. Wait, I thought he was with the trolls. Oh my God. No, you gotta put emotion into it. Do it. So <laughs> Am I disappointed? Happy? Surprised? You're surprised. You're like, wait, what? I thought he was with the trolls. I think it's simply. I drink it up. Oh fuck! Do it over again. You you lagged out when you said yeah. it. We can beat him together, put aside our differences, and fight just this once. You sound like that thing in Lord of the Rings, John. <laughs> what thing? The little fucking golem, that's it. <laughs> that's what I was going for. Okay. <laughs> A bloodbath indeed! <laughs> <laughs> oh god, stop. The announcer is. <laughs> Alright, stop laughing. The announcer is. <laughs> Fuck. Maybe we should get his line blast. <laughs> okay. The announcer exclaimed over the speakers. <laughs> Congrats, John. <laughs> <laughs> this match's winner is again the psychotic chaos. We just lost the job. Yeah, I think we did. He had a heart attack. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Also joined by Gene. Oh, fuck! You did it again. Oh, fuck off, you crazy nutter. <laughs> all right, all right. So you think this is like the sort of as we were talking before, the last ditch effort for the franchise? Kind of looks that way. Don't look, look. I'm booting John if he mentions this fucking tooth one more time. Let me oh, just one last question. How long does it take to fall out? Oh, I didn't know. To fall out? What are you... What are you thinking to hang you upside down like they're a bully at the schoolyard and, like, your teeth's gonna fall out? Instead of change? Is that no, what you're thinking? I just, want, I just want to know how long it'll take to, you know, to, to, to come off. As how long as it takes to tie a string around the tooth and to slam a door. <laughs> John's just dead. <laughs> John's just crying now. This is, you guys I have made it a return uh, to the old style podcast where I have to listen to the whole thing. And yes! Uh, I'm so disappointed in everybody. <laughs> I really didn't want to have to listen to this. <laughs> <laughs>
I'm now John, out there. Come now on, John, the effort now in John has to stay banned for another day while I edit this. <laughs> Alright, are you gonna like fucking put this on Planet Commando podcast? Or like uh, forum? No. Good. <laughs> are you gonna put out? <laughs> you are safe. <laughs> what? <laughs> what the fuck was that? It's like, fuck? oh look, my summer cabin arrived. Outbreak. File one. Thank God you're not doing the opening voice. I, I, I'm just gonna make a tent out of my fucking sheets here and hide. But just to sort of fill everybody in on what's been going on, um, we got wind of a potential attack on the site. Um, basically, it was going to be a p- potential where they would compromise the forum and we could possibly lose data from it. So me and John ended up enacting a plan where he would become a spy on this website and basically find out the troll accounts that were registered in wait for several months on the horror. And... We pretty much found them out and got them banned on the site already. And it just kind of worked out to where potentially these guys could be gone from Biohaze eventually soon in the future as well due to their actions on this. So basically uh, it was a success. And sorry if anybody got their feelings hurt uh, thinking John was an actual spy and everything, but we needed to do it as publicly as possible to further cement his cover in the troll community. So, sorry, everybody, if uh, it offended you. We do apologize, and um, I guess just sort of look at this as, like, a very bad April Fool's joke for the podcast. Uh, I think that about covers it. Um, Sound okay? Yeah, sounds fine. All right. um, Well, listen, hey, I got to get going here, so I'll talk to you later? Yeah, sure, no problem. Take care now, and uh, best of luck to you, okay? All right, take care, man. Bye-bye. Yes, the horrors alive and biohaze have both been heavily disrupted. I understand, sir, but there were necessary sacrifices. Yes, biohaze has taken care of Beasley themselves. 
I believe the committee would be satisfied. Beasley is finished. Your time has finally arrived. Yes, Dot 50 Cow is relying on us to keep a lid on the whole affair. We've got him by the balls. It should make a valuable trump card in future negotiations. Yes, Crispy. Of course. I'll keep the rest of the staff informed. Yes, it's me. Beasley has accomplished his mission. The community support is now on our side. The horror is alive and biohaze thrown at disarray. Yes, your website can finally be revived. The information we gave the horrors alive was fake. The whole site must be in uproar right about now. I'm afraid so. Only half the site wars users were banned. But they'll be tracked down eventually by both Biohaze and the horrors alive. We can leave them to deal with the political fallout. Yes, Site Wars has been obliterated. Yes, that was Yamar's work too. Speaking of which, I've obtained something from Biohaze that you might find interesting. It's a beta disc containing what appears to be a full copy of Resident Evil 1.5. Perhaps it just might come in handy someday. Yes, we have Lugio, I mean Beasley, to thank for that. Yes, Dot 50 Cow believed it as well. Yes, they bought our story. I don't think they'll be making a fuss. My ban on the horrors alive has been lifted as well. And they still haven't discovered my true identity. They have no idea that I've been triple-crossing them. Yes, I will continue my activities as a contact for your community. Yes, it appears that no one knew that I was Nordberg. Of course, I'm always at your site's disposal. Damar.